0: Good morning. Does anybody serve a great God? Yes. Amen. Isn't God good? Man, He is to me. And uh, we're about to see how God good is. This, how good God is this morning. How God good is, right? Yeah. It's easy for you to say, right? Man, um, we have some baptisms this morning, as you can see, and so these are exciting times. We've got three this morning. We're going to go through, but um, just to kind of encourage you, and as everybody's making their way in here. You know, it's really cool that we observe baptisms. Um, Maybe if you're new here, you don't know, you haven't seen this before, you don't know what's going on. Uh, We believe in, uh, they call it believer's baptism sometimes, submersion. Um, We just believe we follow in the footsteps of Jesus, amen? And Jesus went to John the Baptist and was baptized. And so this is something Jesus did. There's nothing mystical about what we do, but this is very symbolic of who we are that we identify ourselves with Christ, that we enter into the water and we're submerged under the water and then raised new as in the same way he was resurrected from the tomb. We're raised a new creation and we make this public proclamation. And so what we invite you to do is celebrate new life with us. Amen. And so if you're new here, um, it's going to get loud in here for you. If you're uh, uh, familiar with us, your family, then, I, I want to hear you this morning, amen? <laughs> if anybody can be louder than Pastor John, then I'll be surprised. But this morning, um, coming up, first of all, we have uh, Kylie Reachert, who's being baptized by, I miss her name, <laughs> by our youth pastor, Chris Weeks.
1: So, uh, good morning. This is one of my most favorite things
2: to do. I've always said that. You've heard me say it multiple times. It is awesome um, for them to do an outward expression of an inward change. Amen? Amen. Now, um, I had just a couple of questions. Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and rose on the third day? And you accept him as Jesus Christ in your
3: life? All right. Based on that confession of faith, put your hand there, by the name, by the power of the Father.
4: Son and the Holy. Ghost of right. yes! yeah!
0: Next we have Mariah Hersey. She's going to be baptized today by her dad, David. I don't know how as a dad you can do this and not have tears. Next is Kaylin Stapleton being baptized by her dad, Colin. Amen. Well, let's stand together. We're going to enter a time of worship coming up here. Our kids are going to be making their way. It's so awesome to have our kids be a part of this. Don't you agree? You know, kind of with what Colin was sharing, man, life sometimes is hard, isn't it? If we're honest. We walk through some places that are tough, don't we? Paul in 2 Corinthians gives us some word of encouragement in this. He actually calls them light and momentary afflictions. Um, Sometimes when you're going through them, you don't see them as light and momentary, do you? But when you set those next to the beauty of Jesus Christ, when you set those next to the glory of God, they become small, don't they? When you set these afflictions next to the glory that's in front of us, To the treasures that we have in heaven, they are small, aren't they? You know, even though it seems like the outside is wasting away and it's getting hard, there's something beautiful that's happening inside of us, isn't it? We celebrate it this morning in three lives and three hearts where new life is being born and lifted up. You know, he does great things. And that's what we're about to sing and celebrate this morning, the goodness of God, the greatness of God. Because when we look at our own lives, there's not one of us who could stand here today and say we deserve it. But everything that God has lavishly poured out on us is because of his goodness. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness and your mercy that you would go through everything. You would endure the cross, that you would bear the shame, that you would endure the to torture, torture. God, that you could redeem me Oh, how undeserving I am, but how great you are. And today we celebrate your goodness. Today we celebrate how awesome you are, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name.
5: Celebrate.
6: through every storm. Amen. You'll be faithful for
5: have done great things amen and the word says and we are filled with joy amen you have done great things and we are filled with joy there's a uh an old song we a lot of us grew up on and it
6: says Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take Him at
5: Good and the bad, in the mountain, on the mountain, in the valley, in the dark of night. Like last week, the things that are tucked in us during the day, let those things come out in the night season. And that's what this song is about a night season. Let's make this our prayer today. If you will worship with us.
6: Oh, man. See your hand on it and know you were here. Now testify of the battles you won, how you won my portion when there was. that day and I'll testify
2: today is a scheduled day I believe it's a a divine day it's going to be a supernatural day one that some in this building will never forget I have a preacher friend of mine, we're not close friends but I admire him greatly at a distance, met him on several occasions and if you'll allow me before you sit down, I just want to tell you this story. I believe it's going to set up for today what the Lord wants to say to us. And I don't have a sermon for you today, but I have a word. I believe I have a word from the Lord for you today. This pastor was at the um, altar service, and the people were everywhere. And he saw this lady by herself, young lady in her 20s. And he said... I felt the Spirit of the Lord speak to me. And when I say that, understand, it wasn't audible, and it's not mystical. He said, I just heard in my heart, her name is Gina. It's her birthday. Well, you know, what if you say something and her name's not Gina? And it's not her birthday. But as you live long enough, you know what the Lord's voice sounds like. So uh, he said, uh, I just... Scooped up the flowers that were in front of the pulpit and I walked over to her and I said, Hey Gina. And she looked frightened. I said, These are for you. Happy birthday. And he didn't say it in a microphone, it was just to her. And she just got ashen white. She said, What did you say? I, I was just standing over here and I felt the Lord whisper to me, Her name is Gina, and it's her birthday. So, long story short, when the crowds cleared, she came come up to him afterwards. And I'm giving you just the cliff notes. She said, um, last night, I had a gun in my mouth. And before I put it there, I told the Lord, I feel like you have forgotten me. And you don't even know my name anymore. And tomorrow's my birthday. And I'm going to go to your house. I'm going to worship one last time, and then I'm going to take my life. Because you have forgotten my name. And I walk into church, and there's a guest speaker. <laughs> and he says to me, the Lord wanted me to tell you, your name is Gina, and it's your birthday. Pastor John, why would you share that? Because I believe what the Lord's given me today as a, as a message is going to be laser accurate for a few people and now you know in a crowd like this you could preach on anything and hit someone but I believe this is going to be for us today are you open to receive from the Lord this morning let me just pray for us if you will Lord as we close out this part of the service oh God you you have been our victory our source, our help, our strength, our hope, our life, our expectation. Everything we have has come from you. And we honor you. I love what that song says and all that's left is the highest praise. Blessed be your great name. Lord, may the people that you've scheduled today for have their Gina moment. And may all of us that witness it, may our faith be encouraged and strengthened Though even though it might not be for us specifically, we will receive of your fullness as their cup runneth over unto us today. We love you today, Lord. We honor you. You're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. You're the author and the finisher of our faith. Blessed be your great name. And all God's people this morning said, Amen. You may be seated this morning.
7: Good morning, everybody. My name is Kelly Wood. On behalf of my husband, John, and the rest of our staff, I want to say good morning and welcome to you guys. We are so glad that we get to worship together today. And we've already had such a great morning, I tell you, um, watching water baptism in the picture that that is. And especially, too, one of the benefits of us getting to worship together is that we kind of know each other's stories. And when we know each other's stories, to some degree, and we watch... Our friends and our family still worshiping the Lord in the midst of sometimes what may be a difficult season I just think about how much that glorifies the Lord you know I think about how um, how that strengthens my faith and encourages me so just another one of the benefits of us getting to worship together today if you're a first-time visitor with us today I hope that you're greeted warmly as you walked in the door we are so glad that you're here with us today if for some reason we missed you as you walked in the door do me a big favor please and um, as you're leaving the building stop by the greeting table on your way out we'd just like to put some information in your hands we won't track you down but we would just love to know that you're here with us today and to answer any questions that you might have about our church we've got tons of activities for your children um, for adult ministries on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights lots of fun stuff coming up with summer too so Um, To go ahead and give you that information, I'm going to ask them to play our announcement video and then we are going to go ahead and take our tithes and offerings. Good morning, Christ Chapel family. We wanted to let
5: you know that next week is our annual cake auction, Sunday, May 2nd. This sends all of our students and our youth to all their summer camps and family missions trips. We're going to be having a free lunch right after service, so please join us. And we also have cake sign-up availability still. So if you would like to sign up for a cake or something in addition to a cake or in place of a cake, we're still accepting donations. Hope to see you next week. Also, on Sunday, May 16th, we are having Graduate Sunday. If you are a graduating high school or college senior, please grab the informational packet at the back of the sanctuary and turn that into Chris Weeks.
1: Saturday, May 8th, we're, we're going to have, have a car wash, car wash for
4: missions. We'll, we'll be here at Christ Chapel through 10 a.m. to 3 p.m.
7: Please please bring me a car to, to get them
4: washed. 100% satisfaction guarantee.
2: Saturday, May 8th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. here at Christ Chapel.
3: Come in and get your car washed.
5: And all of our information is found on the CC app. Or on ChristChapelMacon.com or Facebook and Instagram at ChristChapelMacon.
7: As we're going to continue our worship of the Lord by giving our tithes and offerings, so as the music plays, we have our baskets here up front. Please take a moment to pray with your family as you give unto the Lord, and then Pastor John will come with a preached word.
2: Stand with me this morning for the reading of God's Word. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, if you will, chapter 6 and chapter 13, if you will. Psalms 6 and Psalms 13. These are personal psalms, prayers, thoughts written to God by David. Understand that most of the Bible characters, if not all, did not know they were writing the Bible when they wrote it. Many of the letters were written historically. Others were written to encourage the church in local locations. But the psalms are not exactly but like a diary to God from the psalmist David. He said, Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, and don't chasten me in your hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, notice how he just keeps referring back to his relationship with God. He'll call himself God's beloved, my Lord. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed, my soul that's my emotional well-being is also vexed, but thou, O Lord, how long? Return, O Lord, and deliver my soul and save me for your mercy's sake. For if I end in death, if this culminates, this season he was in, if this culminates in death, there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave, who will give you thanks? I'm weary with groaning, O Lord, all the night I make my bed to swim, I water my couch with tears. My eye is consumed because of grief, it waxeth old because of all of my enemies. Psalms 13, 1 through 6, turn in your Bibles there with me. And understand that this psalm was not an accusation, it's the plea of a son, Lord, how long are you going to forget me? Oh, Lord, is it forever? How long are you going to hide your face from me? How long am I going to have to take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long is my enemy going to be exalted over me? Consider me, Lord, and hear me. Oh, Lord, my God, lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy, O Lord, and my heart will rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath dealt bountifully unto me. Let me read this to you and stay standing for just a moment more. Deuteronomy 33, 27 is one of my favorite verses. It says, The eternal God is your refuge and underneath underneath what yes underneath it that and everything underneath it are his everlasting arms and there will come a day where he thrust out the enemy in opposition and shall say destroy them this is very rare for me as a minister Uh, occasionally God will give a day vision and by that it's like a photograph I'm not trying to be mystical it's like an intruding thought like you take a photograph and it can be a few moments in time but it's just a photograph I'm still cognitive of everything it's, it doesn't happen often years can go by it. but about three weeks ago I had one of those and there was a person standing here while I was on the platform I didn't see anyone in the congregation And they said out loud to me, they said, I'm not okay. That was it. I'm not okay. Now, there's a whole way that can go with the person that's not okay because of their rebellion and their sin. You know, just stop rebelling, repent, and get right. You'll be okay. That's not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the person this morning that could say as honest as they know their heart, I don't know of any pockets of rebellion, but I'm not okay. I love him, but I'm not okay. I am, I am his and his alone. I have a firm, reliant, exclusive trust in Jesus Christ, but I'm not okay. Even though I say I am. Or even though I said I was when you asked. I'm not okay even though I'm prayerful and I'm being prayed for by others. I'm not okay even though I believe. And I'm not okay even though I look like I am. And even though I try to be, and even though I was in similar situations in the past, and even though I know I should be. When you're not okay, the presence, words, and touch of people evaporate as soon as their moment passes. When you're not okay, you lose all capacity for pleasure and joy. If that is you today, I want you to know you're not the only one here like that you're not the only one there and all through the pages of the Bible are ordinary people and heroes of the faith that came to places of not being okay you're in good company and there's a word from heaven today for you you may not be okay but God is present and he is near and he is active and he is in control and he will have the final say you may not be okay but underneath you're not okay or the arms of God. I want you to bow your heads with me. Father, I just humble myself before you this morning. I pray that you guide my word so clearly, I don't care. I don't want this to be impressive. I want it just to be like an arrow going to the bull'seye of someone's heart. Let it be a clarion word, a, a life-changing, therapeutic, perfect dose. For that which ails our soul and our mind and our emotions and our body today. Let there be pain relief in this place. Let the clouds of depression be blown back, even if just a bit. And a desire and a faith to continue, knowing that underneath, wherever they are today, are the arms of God. In Jesus' name I pray. And God's people said amen. You may be seated. I've learned over the years that regardless of how other people want me to be, I have to live honest. I, I just have to. There is a, uh, if you will, a dichotomy of my life to where one part, brother, if you turn me down just a touch, one part can be well and another part not be well. You, I, I can love the Lord and still have a, a struggle or a limp. Are, but but this is not that. All of us got troubles. All of us got trials. All God's children got problems. But when you're not okay, it's wearisome because you don't want to put on a front to try to impress people, but at the same time, you don't want sympathy. And you don't even know how to be you. I don't want to be dishonoring to God, but I want to be honest. And it, it's very hard to navigate that because every time you navigate it and you go in a different room, there's different people and you got to do it over and over and over and over again. So understand that the guy preaching this sermon has a master's, PhD, NBC, CBS, ABC. I got all the degrees on this. The statement, I'm not okay. There's some things I want you to know about people like us that at this season are not okay. Number one. Things you should know about the people that are not okay today. Now, again, I'm talking to the believer that's walking with the Lord, consecrated and sanctified, but still not okay. They don't want to be this way. Some people are addicted to pain. Some people love the familiarity, the sympathy, the notoriety. They're identified by what happened to them, what's missing Like the man at the pool of Bethesda, do you want to be made well? Why didn't he scream, yes! Well, I don't have anybody. That isn't the question I asked you. You need to know that there are people in this room that are not okay today and would give anything they have to be. They are living a contradiction, a paradox. What they believe and what they're experiencing. And they can't get them to match up. And they're tired of hearing themselves talk about it. Sometimes they're not talking to you about it, not because they're private, is they're tired of talking about it. They're tired of hearing themselves say what some would call a negative confession, but it's, it's even more than that. It's how do I be honest and faithful at the same time? These people want you to know, or they might not want you to know when I tell you, some of them are living with great pain. Victims of abuse, rejection, abandonment, sorrow and loss, constant pain, increasing pain, triggered pain, cyclical pain, random pain, unpredictable, and chronic pain, where you're in your body all the time. Where that wayward child is the first thing you think about when you get up in the morning and the last thing you think about when you go to bed. That person whose spouse just left them or traded them in or rejected them or abandoned them and you feel like you're wearing this huge D around your neck. Everywhere you go are the, are the phrase, unwanted, unwanted, unwanted. And you can pray till you fall out and those voices will not shut up. The sweetest of dogs will snap at you when they are in pain. And there are people today that hurt, their soul hurts. In the same way your body can hurt, your mind can hurt, your emotions can hurt. And I think that's part of that, how long, oh Lord? See, the world wants to get high, we just want the pain to stop. They are powerless to help the situation. They want you to know that they've tried many things. See, this sermon today, this is not about self-help, but we've tried all of that. We can medicate with a doctor's prescription or we can self-medicate, but we know that we cannot truly help. We can postpone the problem for a little bit. And this is, I'm going to interject a couple of little things that I've learned in my life. When you really get to the end of yourself and you say, I cannot help, I cannot help me. When you get to the end of yourself, you get to the beginning of God. I'm telling you when, you, when you get to that place, everything's tried. And you trust him. Jesus says, when Lazarus was three days dead and it's passed too late, the body is decomposed and they said, Lord, don't, don't pull the stone away because by now he stinks. It's, it's a rotting flesh smell. Jesus said, didn't I tell you that if you would believe you'd see the glory of God? That's why he says things like, not I do resurrections. He said, I am the resurrection. You can get to the end and die and come back. So, we've got to come to a place where we can be okay with not being okay, not a settledness, so that we can position our not being okay in front of God and say, "This is where I am, but you are whose I am. I'm, I'm, I'm yours, Lord." Powerless, you know, powerlessness like uh, uh, rock bottom can be very encouraging. You ever hit rock a rock bottom where you? The wily coyote, and you fall and you hit, and then the little dust cloud pff, comes like that. Rock bottom, you know, any moving going to be done, it's up from here. If it, 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 and I'm, I'm not making light of it, but it's either laugh or cry and tired of crying. Rock bottom will introduce you to yourself, and if you will allow it, it will let you be introduced to God in a way, in a measure, in a sweetness that you have not known before. They want you to know that they did not get this way overnight. Oh, I want to hit on this just a minute. Paul, who according to some charismatics, hypercharismatics, didn't have faith because his confession wasn't right. And that's why he was always in prisons and getting shipwrecked. Yeah, Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, you know, didn't have faith. It's just, it's amazing to me. You can You get an idea and then they distort and pervert the scriptures to fit the idea. Here's what Paul said. He said, "We were on a boat traveling, and a nor'easter hit us I'm summarizing for you." And he said, "And we did not see the sun nor stars for many days until all hope was gone." I just want you to just, just think of this. We threw the food overboard. We threw the tackle overboard, the compass, because dead people don't need tackle. We're all dying. And he said we had not seen the sun nor stars for many days until all hope was gone paul didn't get to all hope is gone in 24 hours this was a process now I want to give you an encouraging word for someone that's been in the soup before cumulative stress cumulative stress you say, I, I was okay. I I don't know what happened. Cumulative stress. You can add that straw, that last straw that tips you. It pushes you off the breaking point. Cumulative stress. Paul the Apostle said, all hope was gone. Paul, you need to be more positive. Positive confession. I'm positive all hope was gone. Do you see the... So they want you to know that this wasn't just... They had a bad day and this happened. But when there's no sun for many days, and there are no stars for many days, and there's no food for many days, and there's no pleasure for many days, and there's no relief for many days, and there is no change for many days, our soul, if not connected to the person of Jesus Christ fully and uninterrupted, will draw from the fabric of our own being and start to wither and faint. Takes a while to get there. And sometimes it takes a while to come back. But let me just tell you this about Paul's story. He said, and all hope was gone. Then an angel of the Lord appeared and gave us a word. Gave him a word. And I'm bringing you one today. I'm identifying with you in the first part of the sermon, but I'm giving you the answer. If it's you, In spirit, standing in front of this today saying, I'm not okay. And underneath you're not okay are the everlasting arms of God. (laughs) Strong arms. Eternal arms. Caring arms. Powerful arms. Promised arms. Proven arms unshakable, unmovable arms. And there is no pit so deep that God's arms aren't deeper still. That's your word today. They want you to know that there's no help on the horizon like Elisha praying for rain and going to look for a cloud and going to look for a crop. See, it's the cumulative variations of disappointment that come in on that person's soul. I worded it this way, in, the wor- in a pocket of years in my life that I call the dark years, I felt like my soul was bleeding out. I've seen on television, I've never experienced it, but you know, you watch the person that's in the wreck or the war movie or something, and they're shot and they're bleeding, they said an artery's been severed, and they're fine, and they're fine, and then they start to like, like a TV set starts to go in and out, in and out, and they fade out. I told the Lord in my quiet time, I said, I feel like I'm bleeding out, God. I feel like my personality is sh- 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 I feel like I'm hearing underwater. I feel I feel like I'm losing me, Lord. We're not looking for your sympathy. We just want you to understand that when I say I'm not okay, I'm not complaining. I'm giving you an honest report that I'm not laughing when I should be laughing. I'm not enjoying what I should be enjoying. When my grandbaby hops in my lap, that used to thrill me. And now I'm remembering to be thrilled. And I'm acting thrilled. Something's wrong. I'm not okay. But, but, but my eyes are on you, oh God. But my eyes are on you. And if you have that phrase attached to your I'm not okay, God's arms will lift. God's arms will hold. God's arms will strengthen. And they will bring victory to you, and for you. They are at a crisis of faith. John the Baptist, I submit to you, he was another pretty profound biblical figure. Jesus said about John the Baptist, there hath never been born a man of woman greater than this man. Well, we can all go home. Thank you. You know, you see that. He stands in front of you, and Jesus Christ goes, that's the greatest man that's ever been born of woman. So are we in agreement he was, had some faith? Little character, integrity. He was so disappointed. He was the forerunner. He introduced Jesus to the world. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. I indeed baptize you with water, but this one will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And then all of a sudden, John's disciples started following Jesus. His large crowds went to one or two people. He was thrown in prison and many days passed so his disciples come to check on him one time, and he said, "Uh, would you go ask Jesus if he really is the Messiah, or should I look for another one? Wait a minute. What? No, no, go ask him. Because this can't be right. Because if he is who he said he is, with what's happening in my life, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. This... I can't make it make sense so can you imagine being the disciple that John the Baptist sent to Jesus (laughs) So, they go and find Jesus he's opening people's eyes he's opening deaf ears he's multiplying food fish and chips he's doing all of these incredible miracles he's walking on water and they come up to him Jesus can I uh, just a minute he's healing people raising people from the dead "Uh, just a minute and they get done he gets done you know and they said "Uh," Jesus said yeah do you need something yeah uh You tell him what John said. No, you tell him, you know. Uh, John the Baptist, you know. Yeah, I know. How is he? He said to ask you, are you really the Messiah? Or should he look for another? Listen to the words of God. You go tell John the Baptist the things that you see. How the lame walk and the deaf hear and the blind see. And tell him, blessed is the man that's not offended in me. I know he's not okay, but he's mine. Tell him not to be offended in the where. Tell him to have faith in the who. Don't tell John not to forget in the darkness what he knew in the light. Tell him not to lose his profession. Tell him not to lose his song. I've not changed. His circumstances have. And in this prison, I'm deeper still. And when he got that word... Like you're getting a word today. He went to his death with not another complaint. They cut his head off and before his head hit the ground, he was in the presence of God. What makes the difference for the person that's not okay? How do they get to be okay? A word from the Lord. A word from the Lord can shatter a thousand lies. It brings light to dark places. It brings freedom to bound places. Number two, I'm just speaking for them here. I'm not okay, but I'm unwilling to turn away from God. Even though I've thought about it, and I've been tempted to, I'm unwilling to turn away from God because of my vows. I'm unwilling to turn away from God because of what He's done for me and what He's brought, brought me from. I'm not going to turn back on God because there's nothing behind me to turn back to. I'm not turning away from God because I love Him. Because of my testimony and my unwillingness to dishonor Him. I'm not going to turn away from God because of His patience with the hurting. Just write this verse down if you're taking notes. Matthew 12, 20 and 21. Guys, if you could put that on the screen, I don't know if that's enough notice. Matthew 12, 20 and 21. This is what the Bible says about Jesus A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth his judgment unto victory, and in his name do the Gentiles trust. Which means this, if you are just like a piece of a little bit thicker than grass sticking up and broken, Or if you're the wick of a candle, you know how, guys, have you ever lit a true wick and it's not a flame, but the wick is white or white-yellow. It's barely lit, a smoldering wick. It says Jesus will not extinguish it. You know what that means to me? What it meant to me, when I brought my little light to him and everyone else would say it's out, he'd say, No, it's not. Watch. Watch. Watch this. And there'd be moments of joy. Moments of to where I felt like, am I coming back? Am I coming back? And on the other side of this, I want to tell you that the only thing I know that I did right is I survived. See, they'll tell you, persevere, go forward, endure, all those things, yeah. But all you got to do is is wake up. All you have to do is survive. Eyes on him. And wake up. Why would you say that? Because his mercies are new. Every morning. Strength for that day. Hope for that day. It's hard to hope when you're hopeless. It's hard to believe that help is coming when you're helpless, unless you get a word. David said, I almost fainted, but I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I was on my way down, but I said, no, it's got to come. God is so good that his goodness has to find me. Some of heaven's greatest testimonies are going to come from the weakest of people. failures like your pastor that didn't have the strength you listen I I always try in my mind there's like this not try but my mind I I don't want to ever make a service about me but you you need to know these things I'd stand behind that curtain watching the counter my hands would do this and I'd I'd say God I don't want to see that I don't I'm not trying to be impressive but I'm not okay Lord and I would come up the stairs On some Sundays and Sheila before I get to the pulpit I'd be like praise the Lord his grace is sufficient even if you're not okay it doesn't say my grace is sufficient for you if you're okay it means no matter how you are I'm sufficient for you and that that's trusted a whole that's not believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead that's the nesty plunge, where you just, all right, Jesus, here we go. And all I can tell you is, he caught me. He cupped his hands around my soul. He protected me. Every now and then, I'll have someone that watches online. Brooke, if you don't mind, come up. They'll write me or call me, and especially if someone is going through what I went through. They said, I've got a friend going through this. Would you talk to him? And I'm just telling you the last 5%, you're my family. I I said, sure, I'll talk to them. And every time I do, I have nightmares for weeks after that because I relive those emotions. But they'll say, I just want you to know, man, how proud I am of you. I said, stop. I said, "I, I didn't make it through character or will or perseverance or integrity. They go, huh? I said, I just believed. That's all I had. You can be in a coma and believe, an emotional coma, spiritual coma. You just believe. And anything is possible to the one that believes. Anything. Number three, and finally, I'm not okay, but I shall be. The Shunammite woman who couldn't have a baby, God granted her baby through the prophet Elisha granted her a baby, and the boy died in the field. And uh, she sent word to her husband about her son, and uh, she said, uh, he said, how is it? How's everything at home? She said, just send me a donkey. It shall be well. Now watch. It sounds like she's waffling, but she's telling you the truth in all the situations. It shall be well. Okay, there's faith. The prophet sees her coming on the mule, left the boy, at home. Oh, and by the way, she put the boy on the bed of promise. She had built a room for the prophet, which was the word of God. She put her son on the word of God, where he lived, the prophet's chambers, and went and got him. Ask her how it is with uh, her and her boy. So the prophet's servant called her on the street and said, hey, he saw you coming. How are you? She said, it is well. What a minute, what? It shall be well it is well and then when the prophet saw her how is it with your son? She said why would you give me a boy just to kill him? What's wrong with you? And she parted his hair. She told him all this stuff and he said well I'll tell you what I'll just send my staff with Gehazi and he can go lay it on the boy. He said well I don't care what he does. You coming home with me. You read it for yourself. She grabbed his legs and said, I'm not leaving. And a woman with a made up mind he knew. So Gehazi's guy's running with the stick. No, no. You coming home with me. It shall be well. It's well. And I'm not okay. All at the same time. All at the same time. That's the, but it's going to be. Depending on who asked me and when you ask me. I may tell you one part of the story, but there's more going on. But in her heart, bringing the word of God back, listen, to her dead boy, bringing the word of God. Because see, there was no Bible then. The prophets were the voice of God. I just have to have God speak over this. I need need a word from heaven. You're coming home with me and you're gonna speak over my boy. You are going to raise him. I'm looking to your word, O Lord, this morning for my life and substance. I shall be because I am God and God is mine. I, I shall be because my expectation and my trust is in God alone. I shall be because his promises, these exceeding great and precious promises, are yes and amen. I shall be because I cried unto him at his invitation and he swore to answer me. I shall be because my Christ is victorious in all powers given unto him in heaven and earth. I shall be, whether suddenly or progressively whether visibly or invisibly in process, whether by natural or supernatural means, and in expected or unexpected ways. I stand before you this day, Lord. I'm not okay, but I shall be. You gotta help me. And he sent his word and healed them. If you're visiting with us, this may not be your practice. And I promise No, I promise no one in this church will embarrass you. Nothing like you see on Christian television. You don't need anybody shaking you or screaming over you. But there's power in altar services in the body of Christ where we come to the altar where something dies and this I'm not okay I believe is going to die here. And I believe the word of God is going to reach you and I want you, if this is you, now I don't mean if if I got problems, everybody would get up out of their seat and we'd come here. Well, Pastor John, I'm going to play. Let me tell you about people that aren't okay. You can get to place. You don't care what anybody thinks. And I believe that the Lord gave me that day vision several weeks ago. And it was like in my heart, not now, not now, not now, this Sunday. And I believe the Lord is going to touch you. And when you leave, I believe it's going to be in different degrees. You will be able to say with integrity, since that day, I'm okay. I'm not all the way there or different degrees. But since that Sunday, the word of the Lord came and healed me. If that's you, I want you to just come stand at this altar. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Those of you that have been at that place, that desperate i want you just to come stand behind them guy with a guy girl with a girl come on quickly and we're not going to overpower their prayer this hand you feel on your shoulder is one that's experienced what you're experiencing today could i have a lady here with mama sheila here in the front there's a lady here that needs prayer too All right, saints, just begin to pray softly over him. God's got you, sis. God hadn't lost you. In your weakness, He is made strong. You are kept by the power of God through faith. And it's okay not to be okay. God has you securely, tenderly absolutely I just saw again in my heart how he cupped the hands over that candle you you might even have said the words my candle's going out and God said no it's not no it's not no it's not you didn't light that candle and the world can't extinguish it that's my light in your life glory to God glory to God Glory to God. Into your spirit, I speak the words of God. They are spirit and they are life. Underneath are the everlasting arms of God. I offer you no self-help. I offer you no uh, memes or hashtags. I offer you God's word. Underneath you today are the everlasting arms of God. Underneath it, underneath it all, are the everlasting arms of God. God will not fail you. God will preserve you. God is keeping you. Father, I'm believing in the days to come they will hear themselves say with equal integrity last week they would say I'm not okay. This week they go, I'm okay. I'm still hurting, but I'm okay. I may not have the answers I've been waiting on, but I'm okay. Because He sent His Word and healed me. He sent His Word and healed me. saints would you stand with us very quickly just a couple of our vocalists would you come up please to the stage just a couple of vocalists on the worship team let's do tis so sweet
1: trust. Trust Jesus, how I trust him. Jesus, 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 how I I trust trust him. How
5: Can we offer the Lord
2: this worship this morning? Worship his majesty.
1: Unto Jesus. Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Majesty. Kingdom authority. Kingdom authority flows from his throne, flows from his throne unto his own, his anthem raised. So exalt, lift up on high, so exalt. Magnify, magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King, Majesty, worship his majesty, Jesus to die. King of all If
2: y'all will give me just about two minutes, and then Pastor Wade's going to come and dismiss us this morning. May I just tell you my experience of how, what it looked like when it went from not okay to okay. Mine was gradual. I received His word, He spoke over me, and then I realized one day, just going through, I said, That was a real laugh. It just kind of surprised me. It was like, oh, I really, you know, like, I I love dogs. I just love dogs. Cats, eh, I I, I love, you know, cats are good fish bait. Uh, No, 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 not really, no. You lost me on fish bait, I'm I'm done, no. But I remember these, like, I always loved with my dogs all during the day, but then there was that feeling of, God, I just love you so much, you know. And the, the things I enjoyed, I said, man, I'm enjoying my dog. The capacity for pleasure, it's like your taste buds coming back. I was, I was touched then, but I started to come back alive as I, as I lived. And it was gradual. And then the first time that I, I went years, I didn't laugh. And I got tickled because the Lord had told me a couple weeks before, he goes, you're going to laugh again. And I started to I started to come back alive, and it's a wonderful thing when when you're authentic with people. And you know, I'm not a, now people that aren't okay every day, all day. I, I can't I can't help I, I can't can't be all the time. But when you're not okay, and someone goes, "How are you?" you go, I'm okay. Still limping. Was still hurting. I was still rejected. But I'm good. I'm laughing. I'm loving and being loved. I'm sharing and being shared with. I'm knowing and being known. I have expectation. I'm okay. I'm okay. He sent his word and healed me. And you receive the word of the Lord today. If everything else is black, just, there they are. Those arms, they're, they're right under there. Lean down and feel them. Can I get an amen this morning for for the Lord's goodness? Wait if you can.
0: I want to read this out of 2 Corinthians right as we close. So we're not giving up. Amen. We're not giving up. How could we? Right? How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. Not one day. Not one day. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavished celebration prepared for us, the joy, the laughs that Pastor John was just talking about. They're coming. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. So in faith today, we take the next step. We go forward because we're not giving up. I mean, how could we, right? How could we? How could we? I want to remind you tonight, we're going to start the book of Colossians in the grill. I would like to invite you to come out but I want to close this in prayer, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you that you would hear us. But God, so much that you know us by name and you've called us by name. You looked us in the eyes and you tugged on our hearts. God, when you spoke, it was real. When you called, God, it was real. by name. Lord, today I ask as we leave today, would you just renew that voice in our hearts again? The voice that calls us by name, that hears us, that sees us. Would you do it this week? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you, church.